Hey everybody, this is Brennan Gersall and you are about to listen to the Speaking of podcast. Today we are continuing a series of conversations about the Lord's Prayer. We're talking all about evil, the devil, demons, and how God wants to, to deliver us from evil. I sit down with Anthony Moore and Dan Lamus. We have a great discussion. It takes us a minute to get into it, but I think you're going to really enjoy it. So here it is, my conversation with Dan and Anthony on Deliver Us From Evil. Well, hey, people. Oh, we were doing it with a pen shirt. Actually, I don't know. I, we probably don't have copyright permissions for that. We'll get flagged. canceled. And that's what got them. That's what it, that, <laughs> it was. The, yeah, it was the ten shekel they shirt. They made it all the way to ten Those shekel shirt. Ten shekel shirt took them to task. Uh, <laughs> uh, Those boys always nickel and diamond. Yeah, so mm. see what he did there. Yeah, mm. shekeling and diamond. <laughs> shekeling and diamond. Shekeling and diamond. Oh yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Yeah. Huh? Welcome Woo. welcome back, friends. We are uh, continuing. We're almost done. This is the second yeah. to last one of our adventure through the Lord's Prayer. It's been fun. I've enjoyed yeah, it. It has. It's been good. So it's been rich. Oh, we should uh we should get let, let some incense arise while we while we do this. Oh Soon. yes. So is that the you, uh, want, you want you want pink, purple, or brown? Mm. What do you what do you get two of? The brown one. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for uh, keeping my stock diverse here. <laughs> so I still have three different options for the future. So yeah. we'll get this going. So, uh, yeah. What's new, guys? Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's intriguing. Do you know, notice how the lighting much, of the incense, how a year into doing podcasts, how much more casual we are? Oh, with it totally. All? <laughs> It's it very just, true. It's good. It's, it's good. It's like you don't take yourself too seriously, but yet you cover some meaningful ground. I think that's actually part of the beauty of podcast is podcast format yeah. is that if we're too formal with it, it limits. It's not that it's bad. You just can't get to certain places. Right. Mm -hmm. But the informality and familiarity and, the, you know, it just allows you to flow in the conversation mm -hmm. in a way that you wouldn't if we were on a stage yep. or you know trying to facilitate this conversation yeah you know, mm -hmm. in, in in that environment so i i enjoy it yeah I mean, we have these conversations all the time anyway we yeah. just happen to ron's just hit record that's all so yeah so all right ron's well, not usually here he hasn't been historically in the past but he is more frequently these days yeah well yeah. as of the time of this recording we are coming off uh we did a weekend of school of the supernatural just yeah, we did we that did. here at our church yes. those those of us who are listening that aren't part of king's church you know we're trying to have a uh, a forum a format to introduce some people just to the activity of the holy spirit yes. prophetic ministry just, yes and uh what'd you guys think i thought it was awesome yeah i loved i loved it yeah it's fantastic mm -hmm. way to go anthony <laughs> did it this yeah is from the ground up just, uh, uh, just way to go! I I just thought it was amazing. You had the vision yeah. for it, just and you pulled people along with you. People got excited about it. I was I was excited that like the the whole event started uh, Friday evening, mm -hmm. and it was fun. By Saturday noon, it was very clear that this was a thing. Yeah, there's just yeah. a sense in the air, like oh yeah, school yeah. of supernatural. Like yeah. of course, this is what we do. <laughs> yeah. And it was, so it went from this, what is this 
weekend even going to be yep. early on Friday evening to Saturday. They were in the thick of it, prophesying yep. over each other. I know. Crazy. I think the big takeaway, and this is the really the uh, one of the less spoken. Uh, in, when I was talking to, you know, I was talking to Dan, I was talking to Kirk and Jay and some of the leaders about the weekend. Uh, one of the one of the things that I really wanted to focus on was impartation and activation, and and I really feel like it wasn't really sort of out there, other than maybe under the tagline of equip the saints, because that's very much a part of that. Um, but I think that that was the thing that really stood out to me was the activation and the impartation part of it is that people encountered the Lord. Uh, in dramatic ways and in not so dramatic ways, but they were equally and all profound, and and yet they found themselves maybe in surprising ways, um, hearing the Lord and speaking, mm-hmm. uh, and so they, they were doing the stuff right. So, which is very much uh, such a critical part of the supernatural lifestyle and and being equipped is getting getting. This is sounds unspiritual, but it's actually very spiritual. Getting reps under your belt in a safe place. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big, I mean, you use a word like supernatural and all of a sudden all kinds of connotations yeah. are, dr- are drug up with that and a lot of baggage or, mm-hmm. you know, and then everybody's yeah. left to interpret. Well, that's, you know, some that's presumptuous for you magicians yeah. or something, you know, right. like, right. But, but the reality is, you know, God does call us to interact with him who is not confound, you know, confined to yeah. the limitations that we have. And over and over again, if you take the New Testament seriously, like yeah. you really can't conclude that God intended for us to live just constantly in the box of the, the limits of the material world yeah. and that mm-hmm. he wants to intersect and interact with us yeah. in a variety of ways. And mm-hmm. I think the thing I'm most proud of or that I enjoyed the most about it was just seeing you know, a lot of people for the first time working through their own, yep. you know, doubts or baggage or religious baggage in some case, like some, yep. you know, some people came from environments where they saw, they saw it maybe done, but really inauthentically, yep. a lot of hype, a lot of yep. superficiality and yep. pretension. Mm-hmm. And then some, some traditions people grew up in where it was just, you know, not talked about and never addressed and, right. you know, everything in between and to see people gently but intentionally step in and, and like learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, learn how yeah. to hear God speak through another person yeah. in real time, right. you know, to reach into some of these things is a really beautiful thing. And, yeah, you know, it wasn't totally. in, in relationship to the size of our church. It wasn't a huge number, yeah. but it felt very substantial it, by what we did. were doing. You know, like they yeah. had a hundred or so 120 people that participated, yep. you know, in a church of several thousand it's interesting to me how important that felt because it I think was. it was kind of like a catalytic thing. You, you know, 120, you know, it's interesting, mm. you know, the upper room was 120 people and a lot seemed to happen through that. So, yeah. you know, yes, exactly. There was, <laughs> Very there, was true. there was one really cool moment <laughs> talking about um, just jumping off what you're saying. There's one really cool moment uh, during one of the afternoon sessions is that, you know, we were doing some prophetic activations. Wait, we, wait, Look at the smoke. Oh, yeah. I know. The see, is, oh, look at the, that. The incense. You can totally. See, people now there it know. Is. We aren't just <laughs> there talking. It is. Wait a second. Is that like, is my face behind that smoke? 
that yeah, we're talking is. about. Oh, it there is. it is. It, both, it's in both your shots. <laughs> Supernatural ah, weekend. Yes, it is. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I feel like we need chimes. <laughs> so, oh so consider coming to Supernatural <laughs> <Yeah>. weekend. <laughs> I think we need that. Wait, we need wait, that. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just let me pull. I, let's I have, uh, I let's no, remind I, ourselves that there's probably sixty percent of our people are not seeing this; they're just hearing right. it. So, oh, folks, okay. folks who yeah. are listening, I'm sorry. Uh, some of the smoke from the incense <laughs> that we've been burning for some reason we're burning incense, which you really yes. don't know. Or, but yes. uh, anyway, it was in the shot. So, sorry, Anthony. You were no, no, it was important. actually really important. <laughs> uh, one of the big, t- one of the big sort of like. I mean, there was a few moments. Uh, there was a lot of moments throughout the weekend. One of the one of the big moments for me was uh, during one of the afternoon sessions near the end. We had gone through um, some prophetic exercises, and what I asked this question: So, how many people uh, at the beginning of the session were freaked out by the prophetic, and how many people like and the, and now on the other side of the session? you're less freaked out mm. and literally like half yeah uh, two thirds to half or like a sorry a third to half of the people raised their hand and i thought that was a it was likely the same people too right like yeah. the people who were freaked out yep. then saw it demonstrated mm. in an approachable yes. humble way totally where there wasn't a bunch of fireworks and yep you know that's the thing. I think the theatrics that sometimes throws people off because sure, it, it has been yeah. commodified and put on television, yeah. and you know, and unfortunately, people have this fear of it because it seems mm-hmm. so invasive and just down your throat, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And God's not like that. Yeah, and I think I think one thing I just before we move on, I want to I want to just throw out there is our world is actually really really hungry for spirituality. And there is, uh, I can't believe I'm using this word, a cacophony of confusing and counterfeit voices. And we, as believers, have access to the authentic. And so these days that we're living in, more and more so, uh, have placed... At least this, there's this vacuum that we're invited to fill by believers who actually believe that the Holy Spirit speaks, believe that Jesus resides within us, like the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit re- re- resides within us, and he wants to get out. And this is one of those ways that the Holy Spirit still speaks, uh, and that he speaks to us and through us to impact the world around us. And that's the authentic, and I think the, the, the world is really hungry for the authentic. And I just wanted to mm. sh- shoot that out across the airwaves. Yeah. So today we're continuing our conversation through the Lord's Prayer. And the reason I'm laughing, folks, you don't know, but producer Ron just so creatively and cleanly cut a whole section that I messed up. So we are continuing our conversation in the Lord's Prayer. And today we're talking about being delivered from evil. Here we go. Cue the music. Do you believe what Jesus believed? When it comes to talk of the devil, demons, or even the idea of objective evil, the modern mind tends to struggle. In our Western framework, we are often guilty of dismissing the idea of spirits, especially evil ones. The reality is many Christians don't take the biblical claim seriously. The claim that we not only live in a fallen world where bad things happen, but that there are forces of evil at work aiming to destroy us and the whole of creation. 
Dismissing evil is a common error. The devil, demons, and the forces of evil are all things that the scripture and the savior see as critical and not to be slept on. That said, there is another error that some believers can fall into, and that is the one of an unhealthy fixation on the role of evil in our lives. As opposed to the mistake of dismissing evil outright, many of us have fallen for the trap of focusing more on the evil one than our deliverer. A devil under every rock mentality is no way to live either. C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, The Screwtape Letters, that there are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased with both errors and hail a materialist or a magician with the same delight. This is from C.S. Lewis. Hmm. When Jesus closes the petition or the supplication portion of his prayer, he uses the phrase, deliver us from the evil one. By calling us to pray this way, he is rightly positioning us for the day we will face in this world in which we live. On the one hand, he invites us to acknowledge the reality of evil, to be aware of the fact that there are currently forces seeking to devour us, destroy us, defying the will of the Father to see his love and his kingdom reality expressed in and through us. It is critical not to be dismissive of the evil in and around us and at work around us. Some trials in life come because of our own stupidity. Some happen because we live in a fallen world and still some bad things happen to us because there is evil in this world and it is actively targeting and plotting our destruction. Being aware of evil's reality helps us avoid the enemy's schemes and positions us to overcome. Overcoming is at the heart of what Jesus is after when he teaches us to pray, deliver us from evil. Jesus promised us that in this world we would have troubles, but he also told us to not fear because he's overcome them. When Jesus died on the cross, he freed us from the penalty of sin. He, through the work of the Spirit, is setting us free from the power of sin. And one day he will set us free from the presence of sin, eradicating its existence along with the devil and all of his works. The work of the cross is finished and unfolding, both. It, it's accomplished and in process. What is not unfolding, however, is the authority of the devil over people who are of God. Colossians 2 says, Having canceled the debt ascribed to us in the decrees that stood against us, he took away, nailing it to the cross, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. We must realize that the devil is defeated. Evil has been conquered. Jesus has overcome and has delivered us from evil. Evil has no authority over us when we are in Christ. When Jesus tells us to pray, deliver us from evil, he has invited us to rest in his deliverance, to sit in his victory and stand in his authority. A while back, I had a chilling realization. The devil is real. Demons are real. Evil is real. That epiphany scared me to my core for the longest time. It became an unhealthy focus, a fear, a type of reverence and worship in the deepest part of me. It steered my life for a time, robbing me of my joy and locking me up in various types of bondage and fear. Then I had another realization that if the evil part is true, then it must all be true. If the devil is real, then so is my deliverer. If the devil is who Jesus said he is, then perhaps Jesus is who he says he is. I began to learn and am still learning that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I have come to believe that no believer should ever be ignorant of the schemes of the devil and no believer should ever fear evil 
or live in any bondage to it because Jesus has delivered us. The Lord's Prayer is an invitation to protection and dominion over the evil one. Rest in the victory of Jesus and stand in his authority. Grace and peace and victory. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's good. Yeah, fun topic. Yes. Yeah, it Demons. is. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> Devils. Yeah. Yes. Yep. What stood out to you, though, before we get, like, let's not fixate too much on the demonic yeah. here, but yeah. anything, anything sort of land through my struggle of reading the script? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the first thing that, that jumped out of me was just that part where that C.S., I think Lewis quote, that you, you swing either way where you either uh, tend to think that it doesn't exist or you get fixated on it. Obsess or dismiss. Right. Yeah. And, you know, in my, you know, what I've learned over at least the last decade or so very much is that I, my, my primary focus is to just look at Jesus, right. To keep him, you know, not to look at necessarily the storm, the wind and the waves, which includes evil and not be fixated by dealing with evil. But as I look at the Lord and as I get to know him, then first and foremost, I'll actually be able to discern what evil is. Because sometimes evil comes uh, packaged in a really nice package. And I actually need, I actually need the Holy Spirit. I need looking at Jesus, you know, for him to be, I need to be preoccupied, let's let's call it that, with Jesus, who Jesus is. He needs to speak to me. I need to speak to him. We need to have relationship in order for me to actually discern uh, what is evil, what may be less obvious, but also evil. Um, And that helps me frame in whether, you know, I've already, I've had enough, like I lived long enough, like you and in you, uh, to to know that evil is real and I've, mm. I've seen enough to know that God is real. Right. And, but it's like, okay, we do, I don't want to fixate and I don't want to swing either way because both ways are super unhealthy, but I need to keep plumb lined into the center so that I can actually process all of this stuff. I can actually determine by the help of the Holy spirit, what actually evil is and then deal with it accordingly. Cause sometimes I might have to flee evil, especially if it's a temptation um, and or sometimes I might have to uh, take my authority and uh, rebuke it or come against it in a certain way. Hmm. Yeah, I think I lo- the the way C.S. Lewis said, I love that line. He said, "They themselves, speaking of like the devils, hmm. are equally pleased with both errors and hail a materialist or a magician with the right. same delight." Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh. So. So, so good. (laughs) Yeah. So good. So materialists and magicians somewhere between the two of those is the person with eyes to see, you know, what came to mind was the, I don't know if it's Elijah or Elisha, but there's that story where he and his, his servant goes out and he sees that the city is surrounded Mm. by a terrifying army. Yeah. And it's like, it's about to go down and we are, we are screwed basically. Yep. And then he prays the prophet Elijah. I don't know. It's Elisha. Elijah. It's Elisha. Yeah, Elisha. He prays and says that is asked ask the Lord to open his eyes mm-hmm. that he may see yes. that those with us are greater than those against yeah. us. Yes. And then he's, he op- his eyes get open. He sees flaming chariots all around the hills, basically. Yeah. Right. And I think about that 
And I think, you know, the first fault of uh, the servant would be to be ignorant to the terrifying army that is around. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's funny. You were just talking about how spiritual people are. Yeah. But it's in an ethereal sense. Sure it is. It's not in a literal, like, yeah. there are spirits that are as active and there, there are yeah. personalities even. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not just in Correct. some general yeah. sense. There are demons yes. with names. Like, yeah, they're, sure. they're very much, there's a spirit yeah. realm with beings, right? Yeah. Like, there's angels and demons and powers and principalities and strongholds. Those are real. It's not just mm-hmm. this abstract yeah. concept. People like to think of spirit, spiritual things in terms of the abstract and right. they, they kind of keep it that way. It keeps it arms at arm's length. Yeah. And it keeps it as something you can take off the shelf and use when it's convenient mm-hmm. and put back away. But the moment that a spirit becomes a personality, then I can't control it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's like, For oh sure. crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But I think, so I think even the spiritual types the you know, the types who are, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I was making fun of my sermon, uh, I think last, last weekend about like, crystals and you know good yeah. vibe good vibes only and mm-hmm. sending positive thoughts and mm-hmm. one with the universe and all that like right there's a safety to that kind of spiritualism yeah mm-hmm. it's a, there's an optional component but man when it becomes i see i yeah. see there are there's an army there yeah you know and i think a lot of people don't even aren't even awake to the fact like elijah's servant at least noticed yeah uh-oh there's there's an army. Well, let, me, let me ask this question to get discussion going. What was your guys' process in becoming awake to the reality of not just the spirit realm, but specifically like how actual and active the demonic is? Like, like that. When when did it get mm. personal for you? Yeah. Like, I, that that's the shift yeah. for me. Okay. Where where it shifted from yeah. being this? Oh yeah, the devil. Right. Oh yeah, evil. It got personal yeah. for me, and that changed everything. Yeah, man, that's that's a great question. I I think, I, like I've always been, I've always known my whole life, probably from my teaching, but even from my dream my dream life as well. I was always aware that there was more going on than just humans interacting with humans. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I could just. I could tell that that um you know though I might not get along with my siblings or things might not go well at school mm-hmm. or you know I might be experiencing negative things in my life or good things even though I know the human inter- interaction stuff was real there was always a sense that there's something more beyond that that's also present yeah and um I think I was always aware Again, probably because my teaching that uh, that if I if I sinned, it actually was going to bring results. Like you know, the Bible principle: if you sow mm-hmm. evil, yes. you're going to reap evil. Right. If you sow to the flesh, yeah. you're going to reap the flesh. Mm-hmm. If you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap from the spirit. That was so ingrained in me from an early age that I knew, um, I knew that if I was was sinning and disobeying God, I was going to have to very quickly figure out a way to derail all the consequences that were going to happen. Like right. it was just built into my mindset uh, from studying the Bible and hearing the Bible my mm-hmm. whole life that you were going to reap results. Right. Like if you're disobeying God, you're going to reap results. Yeah. yeah. It was math. It was yeah. It, it was just one it plus was just one is two. Happen. Yeah. And so, 
it's hard to know when it became personal. Um, I think, I think honestly, I think the, where it started for me was in high school when I was getting into more like serious sin that could actually like affect people's lives, including my own could right. hurt people, yeah. could change the future for my life. Mm -hmm. It was at those points I realized uh, I could sense within my spirit that not only was I doing something wrong and I'm going to wreck my life, but I could sense the enemy scoffing at me. And when I would be in the down moment, I could like hear and sense the enemy's ridicule of me. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, uh, wow. you, you know, the classic, I spent a great summer at youth camp getting close to Jesus. And then you, you head home. Mm -hmm. I'm going to really rock it this year. You're in grade 10 or 11. Right, right. And by mid-October, you're back out doing all the stuff you used to do. And not only do you feel bad, but I could he literally hear voices in my head saying, and you thought you were going to be different this time. Yeah. Wow. You thought it was going to be different. And they were very familiar voices that's, to me. And, that's, that's, and I knew, hey, you know what? I don't have to actually see a demon to yeah, know yeah. that that voice is real. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of went on for a long time. No, but I think uh, you went to a, a good, an important yeah. place is like, yeah. I think part of like becoming awake to it is realizing, I think there's a bit of a shock and awe thing. And that's part of my story where I was so freaked out for so long by just the, re the reality of this. But like, yeah. you know, just to, there needs to be a bubble burst though, that like there is demonic and devilish activity so it's so pervasive around us yeah. that they're we're pretty comfortable with that influence mm, yeah. it's a familiar voice right you yeah. know it's a yeah. frankly a, a a friend of sorts yeah. yes, right like sure. that yeah. like that that familiar voice that you know is enticing me this way and then condemning me this way right oh, like yeah. the, right. they're they're with you yeah right right i think i think uh, this is yes. like i hope and yeah. i hope may may people get some of those bubbles burst for them even by listening to this like i think that's the greatest thing is like they've they've suddenly guised themselves and masked those voices like it's like it's like this um you know that maybe a a demonic voice will tempt you uh to do a certain thing and then when you uh when you then you succumb to that they'll actually accuse you and mm -hmm. taunt you and can kick you while you're down yeah how and then, did you do such and thing? then the, then they'll turn that into you are that thing yes yeah right so it's yeah. this it's this process and it's universal right like it's universal that people experience this and it's time that we actually recognize that that those those voices actually don't even come from ourselves right take my my son is a case case in point he's ex he's extraordinarily hard on himself at times okay and i have at at times been mystified by his level of self um flagellation whatever right. fla mm -hmm. whatever yeah. yeah just beating himself up uh and i'm like i'm like who who told you these things? Like, who taught you to be this hard? You're like ten years old, right? Like, at, right. you know, at these yeah. moments, ten, eleven, yeah. whatever. You, you're you're so young and so early in your life. Who told you to do this right. to yourself? 
Yeah, right? those like thoughts you are should... so intricate. You're like, where in the world did you yeah. come up with mm-hmm. that, even though it's harsh on yourself? For sure. I don't know if your intelligence is that intricate that it would come up That's with right. all that. Right, like you shouldn't be aware of actually how you yes. should be, you know, or yep. whatever. Like there, there's just, there's a disconnect there with like you haven't lived long enough and seen other people. Maybe, I mean, again, kids are perceptive, but I guess I think the thing is, is that we need to recognize at least to come aware to the fact that that there are there are whispers there are there are voices that that are in our lives that that seek to entice us yep. to mm-hmm. sin and entice us to destruction right mm-hmm. and if yep. once we come aware to that fact and we know then we then we start to discern the voice of the lord the voice of the enemy well how that makes us feel what that you know all that stuff discernment starts to uh, um, unfold before us I think, but I think it's just like that we need to actually uh, come to grips with the fact that those things exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the, there's the process of like just becoming aware of the existence, yeah. right? Like, and just like, okay, I need to actually have a, a like, if I'm a Christian, I need to actually have a Christian worldview. And yes. I, I actually, I like how I started this, you know, do you believe what Jesus believed? Right. Right. Cause yep. there's things that Jesus believes yes that a lot of us don't operate that like that we really yeah. do believe it. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it's coming awake to that reality. And, you know, some people may have heard my story in this before it goes yeah. back to teen camp. I think I was maybe 14 or 13 years old, just young. And, you know, our, our cabin was at a Christian teen camp. Anthony was what looks like a co-counselor at the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was in the cabin there and some of my cousins and friends and, Anyway, we had like this, we had a demonic attack. There was like a real sense of a couple guys saw it. And then, you know, and this is, none of us had a grid for this. So it wasn't like, a, yeah. you know, just kids being kids and church kids being church yeah. kids. Like none of us mm-hmm. had a grid for that kind of thing. Yeah. And then, you know, we all kind of woke up to just major, like just, you could cut the fear with a knife yeah, in, in the, in the cabin mm-hmm. and like just the, the icky oppression feeling. Yep. Like if you're familiar with that, if you've yep. been around, you know, some Hollywood sensationalized it. some like, you know, think yep. of the sixth sense where he gets all cold and you can see his breath, but that's actually not super far away. It's on the, it's, it's in the same, yeah. uh, you know, that's just, ex- it's, it's caricaturizing mm-hmm. the sense yeah. that demon, the demonic the does. Give. Sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And, and we, uh, had that experience and I went on a tailspin for a number of years yeah. of just like the, the demonic, I, I, I stayed stuck in that awareness space, but completely helpless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Wow, and so yeah. it was just, tor- yeah. just tormented. Yeah. I was tormented with yeah. night terrors and demonic attacks. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. from the time I was 14 till probably 21 years old when yeah. I like when the devil finally got the hint that, you know, basically, I don't know if I got the hint that I had victory or the devil got the hint that I'm just going to go back to bed, you know, right. or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, it started to started to shift and it was had I think it had a lot to do with my call and going yeah. into ministry and all that. Yeah. But um all that to say there was a I had a rude awakening yeah. and then it got a foothold of fear and torment and I wasn't equipped to actually like you know, just whether it's subtle or overt, mm-hmm. the enemy will try to twist your identity. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so whether it's on sin and you don't recognize that that's the voice's enemy saying, oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. Yeah. And then you do it. And then I can't believe you do that. 
yep. the yeah. shame and just twisting. Yeah. Oh, actually, I can believe because that's who you really are. Yeah. Yes. You know, and like that. So, but yeah. once your bubble bursts and you start to recognize there are spirits at work, mm. then the whole game plan shifts and it's no longer a, yep. a, a subvert, but a covert op, but it's an overt op. For and sure. it's like the devil's in everything. Yeah. And the devil's mm-hmm. anywhere. And I can't go to sleep at night. And, you know, like I can't watch movies that, yeah. ha, you know, have anything supernatural at all. Yeah. Like, like yeah. And yeah. that's that the whole game yeah. plan shifts. Well, what was the line there from C.S. Lewis about some evil exists because of our own stupidity? Uh, that was uh, B.D. Ingersoll that said that. But yes. Oh, uh, oh hey. <laughs> Whoa. Can you can you read can you wow. read that? Yes, what was yes, that? yes, yes. Mm, uh, I don't know where it is. <laughs> just second. I'll see if I can find Your it. Your head but just grew three sizes. It did. Hold on. Hey, the, there the, you snaps go, on, the, the snaps on my hat are popping. <laughs> I could see. I could see C.S. Lewis saying it. Uh, some trials in life come because of our own stupidity. Oh, trials. Okay. Some happen because we live in a fallen world, and still some things happen to us because there is evil in this world, and it's mm. actively plotting our destruction. Mm. So. Yeah, I think um, there was somewhere I was going to go, but then I <laughs> misquoted. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't C.S. Lewis, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> okay, next. Carry um, on. Yeah. Uh, no. But I think... I, I want to grab it back because it was it was really important. I, I think it's um, we we are capable of we are, we are capable of incredible evil all on our own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And oftentimes the demonic takes advantage of that. For sure. That's right. When yeah. he when it when they see it to reinforce the stupid things that that we yeah. do. Yeah. And some of our trials do happen that way. But I think uh, for people to to have this idea that they are helpless under the control of the demonic, mm. yes, like yeah. like if a demon comes into my space, there's a helplessness there that I can't do anything about it. Yes, and maybe if mm-hmm. I'm just quiet, like a like a mean dog, right. the demon will move on. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you just won't notice. Don't make eye contact. Mm. You know, yeah. the, kind of that whole don't look him in the eye. Yeah, the kind of superstition. When what part of what happens in knowing Jesus, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and understanding God's Word, is that we're reminded that we're actually designed to tell that demonic yes. what to do. Yes. Like we're actually in charge. So so yeah. let's so let's okay. let's because you said a couple things there. And okay. Before we get into talking about how to take charge. You said something about knowing Jesus in there. And like, so for me, there's the, there's like the, the question of discernment. Okay. How do we know? Mm. How do we know? Mm. Like, how do we test the spirits? How do we know? You know, there's the, there's the question of demonic activity around us. Like I think of not just like demons that are, you know, working against us, but demons that are like the Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Like, so there are yeah. ideologies even that are mm-hmm. spirits. They're spiritually, they're spirit being spiritually generated and ideas being spiritually planted mm-hmm. in the minds of, in the mind of culture, even. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we, how do we recognize a wolf in sheep's clothing, so to speak, or, mm-hmm. or even the demonic that's at work in us? How do you recognize the voice of the enemy versus mm-hmm. the voice of the father? Like what, what are your, how do you do that? You know, we hear the word test the spirits. Mm-hmm. What does that actually look like? You know, the scripture tells us to do that. How do we, how do you delineate and how do we mm-hmm. equip Christians 
Yeah. Because you should be able to, you know, the Bible says, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they'll know yeah. if they'll know if that's me talking or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the, what are the traits of his voice to help us learn his voice? Like, you know, you hear, you hear an idea yeah. shared. Right? Uh, like for sure. Um, I think what I would say is that uh, first and foremost, it's the actual, it's the Bible, right? It's the word of God. That's a lens and a, in a, in a bar. So I'm never going to hear anything that is from the Lord that actually ca- contradicts what's right. actually written down. Yeah. So that's the, that's the foundation. Um, and some, some like on top of that, um, for my own, for my own, um, experience, I've learned to ask like, is there life in the thing that I'm hearing? Right. And just an oversimpli- oversimplification maybe is if I start to feel like um, rejected, if I start to feel condemned, if I start to feel, uh, you know, like a failure based on a thought pattern, you know, whether I think you could say this, that whether or not there's a demon involved in whispering those things to my uh to my in into my my spirit my soul whether or not there actually is at that moment a demon whispering to me that thought pattern because it's not from heaven is demonic right so it's not from heaven so i i would say that like i look at like how what is what is the fruit or the or what's the direction what's the trajectory how do i feel based on that thought pattern and so i think that helps me if it's from the Lord, then I'm going to feel accepted. I'm going to feel loved. I'm going to feel like a son or, you know, they're for any women out there, daughters, right? Like you're going to feel life. You may feel corrected, but it's all, all nestled within the love of God. And so that's, that's how I begin to discern Mm -hmm. those, you know, those, Mm -hmm. and, and, and sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. Sometimes I have to, you know, I will slide into a thought pattern and like in a moment of clarity, kind of stick my head up like, oh, wait, hang on a second. This is actually demonic. I need to uh, repent and turn from this, acknowledge that there is a uh, there is there is a voice. There's a there's a demonic thought pattern that's actually seeking to condemn me mm-hmm. and I need to deal with that. So often what I'll do, I mean, I don't know, I might be getting too far ahead of myself, but I will know the truth and declare the truth that I am accepted, that I am not a failure, that I'm not rejected. I'm completely accepted as a son and then begin to counteract that demonic thought pattern. So that's. Yeah. I think, I think you're getting to what John was trying to get us to. And that is like, I think, I think there needs to be a certain degree of gospel fluency. Yeah. What I mean by that is like to be able to see, to have a, a gospel framework in our minds and in our hearts and even the language in which we interpret. Like, you know, it's like I, uh, I went through French immersion and, but I never got fluent enough in French mm-hmm. to think in French. Right. I still mm-hmm. had to translate to English right. and then translate back to French. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I never got beyond that. I think people can't get anyway. Yeah. I think of that and like learning the gospel and how to in life mm-hmm. is like to to uh, it's a language of the father's love to learn 
in how we operate in this world. And it's recognizing the difference between the spirit of Christ and the, and the spirit of the antichrist. Yes. It's yes. like the, when you test the spirits, that's why John put, you know, by this, you know, the spirit of God, every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. pushing the spirits to you, you either align with yes the truth of the gospel or yes. not. And so, so that then becomes the lens or the framework by mm-hmm. which we test the spirit. So like right. if it's an ideology, if it's, let's take anti-racism, mm. you know, I, I read a great, uh, a, a pastor, a black pastor put, uh, I read last week, I thought it was so perfect. He said, um, any ideology that doesn't promote forgiveness is anti-gospel. Right. Right. And what he was meaning was, you know, anti-racism is basically saying, okay, we're going to punish white people for a while. Essentially, that's when yeah. you boil it down to is what it, what, yeah. what it's getting at. We're going to, you know, we've been treated, the black community has been treated unfairly, which no one disagrees with. Um, so now to fix that, instead of forgiveness, we're looking mm. for repayment. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and his point was, that's not, that's not Christians. That's not the gospel. Yes. You know, that might sound good to the world's eyes and to an econ- ec- like economies or equalities or whatever, mm-hmm. but the gospel says, I actually give you what you don't deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm going to forgive. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and I just use that yeah. as an example to say yeah. it's, it's learning how to interpret situations, circumstances, ideas, conversations, mm-hmm. verb or verbiage yeah. through the truth of the gospel. Like the, the God came embodied in flesh, took on our sin and our shame and gave us his righteousness, mm-hmm. took on our death and gave us his life. And like, the more that you come, you become familiar with the gospel, the easier it is to identify mm-hmm. spirits and idea- ideologies that they might be spouting yeah. that are anti-Christ. Like it's anti, it's anti-gospel. Right. Yep. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's what it boils down to. Now in the moment, it's, it's tricky to do that because we, we, a lot, a lot of the time, I think this is why the Bible says, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on here, but this. This is why the Bible says the heart is is unbelievably deceptive. Mm-hmm. And in a moment, something might feel right yep. and it might sound right and, mm-hmm. and it might even be right to your senses. Mm-hmm. But you have to run that through the truth of the gospel. Yes. Before you can trust yourself. Yeah. Right. Because that, that's, I think, part of the subtle deception, deception of the age we're currently living in. Yeah. Is that like a lot? Like take wokeness. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's coming from a good place, mm-hmm. yeah. Executed the wrong way, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it's like, unless you have the gospel and the truth of Christ mm-hmm. to to guide you, mm-hmm. you're this. You're gonna get lost in what feels right, yeah, and what mm. sounds right, yeah, because it sounds right. Yep. It really does. Like a lot of it sounds right. I mean, now, yeah. now it's gotten so far that it doesn't sound right. A lot no. of it's like you're, y'all are crazy. Yeah, but uh, you know, it, does that make sense? Yeah, like, no. I think I think well, I think that's that's really good. I I think some of it too is right. I just want to add to that is the the fact that like you could actually say the same thing in the right spirit or the wrong spirit and one will bring life and one will bring bring destruction. Like I could actually look at you and tell you the truth. I could 
Yeah. I could uh, detail some facts to you. Done in the wrong spirit, yeah. it would actually serve to like beat you down and mm-hmm. bring death and destruction mm-hmm. if if you wanted to partner with that. Or I could do something in like from a from a uh, a brotherly or a godly spirit, and it actually would produce life. Like faithful are the yeah. wounds of a friend. Like in that those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like it would actually. So it's not necessarily about uh, about the the details necessarily, but it is <clears throat> in the spirit in which you know I tend I would operate. Yeah, right. Like right. that because it, it's not just something about what we say, kind of how we say it. Mm. Um, mm. So if it's demonically empowered, right. it's just the same way with Peter. Peter one moment was saying, "You're the Christ, the Son of the Living God," and then the next yes. minute, Jesus was saying, "Get get, get behind both. me, Satan." Yeah, right, right. So so Peter in the in those in the that really quick those quick exchanges was operating in two different spirits. Yes, one was godly, one was demonic. Right, right. Yeah, so, that's that's huge. Yeah. Like that that. That the gospel being that plumb line, right? Because otherwise you're just yeah. the en- back to what Lewis was saying. The enemy's just mm. into the ditch. Whether you go to the left or the right, yeah. yes. Whether you're the magician or the materialist, whether you're the mm-hmm. liberal mm-hmm. or the conservative, yeah, like he doesn't yeah. care. Like he's For just sure. going to pull you into one of those extremes. That anything but Christ, yeah. anything but God, anything but mm-hmm. but staying mm-hmm. aligned with Him. He's just going right. to yank you in. Right. So I would throw this into. Um, and this is kind of on the more intuitive side of discerning things, because you do have scripture, yep. and if it obviously violates scripture, that's not very intuitive. Yeah. But and it's and it is legit. But yep. then there's the more intuitive side to me, is that um, sin sin is always going to speak of independence from God. Like if people remember in the creation account. Mm-hmm. It was the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that the human beings weren't to eat the fruit of, mm. right? Yes, yep. it wasn't the tree of sin or the tree right. of the knowledge of evil. It wasn't. Right. It was yeah. It wasn't the tree of sin. The fruit off of that tree, the good fruit was just as sinful as the evil fruit. Yes, good yeah. word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and lately I've been playing around with this idea that. That I feel like I feel like evil, sin, independence is living for the best that Earth can offer. Right. That 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 a person can actually be leaving, living a, a an evil, evil plagued life, but be living very well. Right. Because they're living for the they're living the best earthly life they can. Their, their life could be very in, pleasant. Independent. Like not a lot of bad things happen. Yeah. Them. And independent from God. Mm. Like I'm going to live the best way that I can. Mm. And that's, and that's righteousness to them. But in reality, they're missing the point that the best of earth isn't any substitute for, for, for heaven. Yeah. Like in what mm. Jesus clearly came and he was a sign of it and he taught it is that heaven is the kingdom of heaven has arrived mm. to earth. Like, hey, rejoice, earth. Heaven has come to partner with you. Um, and to me, uh, the the independence from God actually can look like somebody living really well. But behind it is the independence. Where I'm going with that is if you're getting an idea or a voice or a teaching 
that in the end it's independence from God, yeah. then it doesn't matter how sinful it looks. Like it's, you can discern doomed. right away that's doomed. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like I I feel like the message of the gospel is way more about dependence on God than it is about being impressively righteous. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you can get somebody who looks like a screw up, but they're absolutely dependent on God for their everyday growth and they're mm. getting getting more and more uh mature in their faith. They're much more righteous than the person who's living independently from God and might be living better, Mm -hmm. you know? So the key to discernment even is in, is in, uh, alignment, acknowledgement and dependency on God. Like, just like to test the spirits is even in knowing, knowing who Mm -hmm. he is and and embracing the reality of his kingdom, his truth. And then when we move into operating in dominion, like, so discernment, let's move to dominion. Again, I think it comes down to dependence on him in me, right? Like right. greater is he who is in me than he mm-hmm. who is in the world. It's not that right. he who is in the world isn't great. And I think that's that's a a common misconception too in the church is like don't don't take light, don't take light your en- the enemy. Right. Like that's that's yeah, no joke, sure. man. Don't mess right. with, I mean we talked about it on yeah. a on a, a headlines podcast talking about the Satan mm-hmm. shoes. Like yeah. man, Christians, don't don't mess, don't mess with like with that, you know, I remember right. the, in the book of Acts, you know, uh, the seven sons of Sceva, yep. remember that? Yeah. And like the, mm. the, the boys going in to do the exorcism and then they're like, Paul, we know yeah. Jesus, we know who are you, who, who the hell are you to use the term in its proper context? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and they, they got, they got whooped. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I've heard stories of that before too, like people just getting really tormented and, and I've heard of people being beat up by possessed people yeah. and stuff like yeah. who just, they weren't equipped mm-hmm. and by not being equipped, I mean, they were leaning on their own strength or their own right. ability. And it's like, yeah, just you not happening, yeah, not you know, happening. like I, uh, you see that with the disciples too. Like, why couldn't we cast that out? Yeah. You know? And it's like, mm-hmm. and only Jesus could. There's a really cool scene in The Chosen, one of the last couple episodes as the time we were recording this, season two, midway through, uh, where Jesus casts out a demon out of a guy and like that was super scary up mm-hmm. until the moment he shows up and then it's just he just said go and, yeah. it, and it goes, right? And it's mm-hmm. like that's really where it all boils down to it is it's for me when I got started to get victory was until God opened my eyes to see that who was for me and who was with me is yeah. greater than that, which is against me. I had, a, there was a stronghold of fear. Yeah. Right. And once that started to shift and I started to see Jesus as greater Yeah. and, and started to see like, even in you read the gospels, it's not a close contest. You know, we mm-hmm. have this Hollywoodized yeah. version of, you know, Jesus versus the devil and even Carmen, even Carmen <laughs> said it. You know, yeah. like the devil knocked him down and you weren't quite sure, you know, but it's yeah. like really when you read the Gospels, there was never a moment where Jesus had any trouble mm-hmm. with any devil. Like mm-hmm. it was just all yeah. under his authority. It, yeah. It for me, like I, I had the gift of, you know, you know how sometimes songs are uh, are have a powerful way of not sometimes, but they just have a powerful way of communicating truth. And I never at, at an early age, I had this song basically that said you know 
greater is he who is in me than he's that he that is in the world, which is a scripture mm-hmm. verse. It's biblical truth. I never knew what the reference was, and I probably couldn't recall it today. I just know that it's there, and I know that it's true. And that that one detail, once it became like the 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 degree to which it became ingrained within me, actually uh, settled me when I started to encounter encounter darker things mm. right mm. like i i knew deep within like i knew the fear i could even feel it starting to creep in but it was almost like in a deeper place i actually had the word the word of god settled within me so that yeah you know trying to find language for what you're feeling but it was almost as it was in a deeper place and it was able to i was able to rest and stand on that truth that this thing, this either this dark thing that is coming or wants to creep in, um, it's actually it's actually subservient, right? It actually has no. There's actually no contest, you know, versus versus the who Jesus is, mm-hmm. like the very person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's literally no contest, and so I just that that actually helped me, you know, even when I started to have my own sort of like awakening to the, the spirit world and became to understand that that was a real thing. That one that thank thank thanks to that song from probably the seventies. I'm not going to try and sing it because it'd have to anyway, <laughs> just, but that one song actually drove home or helped drive home a eternal truth that has rested within me mm. ever since. Yeah. So I thought I, that was really cool. I was just wondering. Yeah throw that out there too. I would just like to tie into that. And I feel like there, there are people who may need to hear this, who are, who are listening that, um, that you and I were created to do more than just survive kind of a gauntlet. Yes. You know, like I think the, the reason for human beings and, and us, since we exist, (laughs) we know we're here on for a reason. Right that we are here to actually advance and nurture and develop, you know, you know, the, the result of the kingdom of God yep. on the earth. And that's our assignment. So it may seem to a person that, that a demon bothering them or evil bothering them is focused on some specific situation they're in hmm. and they might get consumed with that. But really what that demon knows and God knows yeah. Is it's about something way bigger than that? Yes. Yeah. Like this demon's messing with somebody who's in charge. Like because of who, who you are, especially and really only if you're in Christ, yeah. but every yeah. human being can be yeah. in Christ if they would choose to repent and receive it, that authority, his name, um, that that we're actually on assignment here. Yeah. Yeah, and it and it isn't really about that one specific struggle you're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. The enemy yeah. wants to make it about that one thing. Yes. And this, your whole life yeah. hangs on the balance of this one thing, and you, we have to shake our heads sometimes and go, "No, yeah. enemy, we all know what's going on here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever I'm doing right here, this is between me and God. Yeah. You have no say. Yeah, and, and, and actually, have, you yeah. should be, like, that, like, kind of having that sense of like. Do you, you know, it's one thing to like wake up to the fact, do you know, do you know that there's a devil? Like, do you know who he is? But 
That's only God only wants to wake you up to that so that you wake up to do you know who you, you are? are? Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Do you know who I am? You know, like yeah, like right. do you know whose I am? Yeah. yeah. Like, Let me remind you. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I don't know there might be this might get me in some theological trouble here and I don't mean to offend any of my scholar friends, but like if you read the creation account, you know, and how God created the garden and put put Adam and Eve his image bearers in there, there was a serpent Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. this was pre pre fall. Yeah, so yeah. God made His image bearers. There was a devil around, right? You know what I mean, yeah. it's a it's a mistake for us to think that like God just wants to deliver us from the work of the devil. It's not just that He oh, actually wants really us to stand in yes. authority this in His really image. Good. Yeah, and to like like He said, you will tramp on trample on. Yes serpents on yeah. scorpions i think yes. i said or something yep. like you will cast out demons mm-hmm. yeah right and i think i think once like that's the final evolution of this kind of spirit realm continuum as far as like dealing with evil spirits and stuff is like first you got to acknowledge that they're there yeah and you got to learn how to discern the difference mm-hmm. between a lying mm-hmm. demonic spirit and the spirit of god yep. and then you need to learn how to align with with the spirit of god and what he's saying and see that God, like greater is he than your enemy. And then because he's greater and because he's in me, mm-hmm. like don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying you're greater than the devil, right? but you are <laughs> yeah. like mm-hmm. in, yeah. in Christ, in yeah. Christ, like yeah. in that yeah. God, your image, rank. Yeah. You, you outrank, you, you the, outrank devil. the devil. That yeah. is yeah. exact. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, and what the deception in the garden of Eden was, was, you know, the the high ranking officials Adam and Eve turning over their authority yes through deception and then and thereby yeah. coming under and now Earth. and now yes. creation's upside down right basically correct and yeah Woo. no yeah. that's good yeah that's good well I I want I actually want to read that last last little paragraph again and we'll maybe we'll close with yep. this if the devil is real then so is my deliverer if the devil is who Jesus said he is then perhaps Jesus is who he says he is. Mm. I say that mm. again. If the devil is who Jesus said the devil is, then perhaps Jesus is who Jesus said Jesus is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure. Yeah, I began good. to learn and I'm still learning that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And I've come to believe that no believer should ever be ignorant of the schemes of the devil and no believer should ever fear evil or live in any bondage to it because Jesus has delivered us. Lord's Prayer is an invitation to protection and dominion over the evil one. Mm, yeah. Amen. Real. Amen. Yeah. Stand in it, folks. Yeah. Have a great day. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for tuning in today, everybody. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Really appreciate you guys who uh, consistently listen. It just means a whole lot to me, especially those of you who take time to leave a review or just let us know you're watching or listening. Share this with somebody. Subscribe. We really appreciate it. And uh, hey, we'll see you next time.